As you may or may not know, I just had a baby 10 months ago and my idea of time has completely warped. I no longer have the capacity or time realistically that I used to. And so I've been going through this process of figuring out what actually is worth my time and energy? What do I need to let go of? Is there just one thing that I can focus on versus five? And it's been very difficult, as many of you can imagine. There's so many different responsibilities and roles and requests and tasks that come at you all the time because we live in a society, we live with other people, and we all depend on each other. We can't literally subsist on our own and nor should we. We're social human beings. And so naturally, we think about multiple people other than ourselves. And obviously, women through social conditioning think probably more about other people than men do. Not saying they don't, just saying traditionally the conditioning leans that way. And so keeping this in mind, I have been figuring out how to release the clutter or clean the clutter in my mind. I find myself getting emotionally overwhelmed and not feeling like myself sometimes, or just feeling like there's no way I'm going to be happy again or feel like myself again because there's just too much. And I have learned that sometimes we just have to leave the dishes in the sink. Sometimes the laundry will just have to wait another day. Sometimes the living room is going to be a little messier than I would want, but I have to prioritize my well-being, mental, emotional, and physical well-being. So with that, I came across this video from Marie Forleo where she talks about the narrative that she had to switch in her brain about overwhelm. She used to let a lot of things on her plate just paralyze her and she got overwhelmed. And so now what she does is she says, I don't do overwhelm. It is no longer a possibility. It is no longer a narrative or a description of my life. And I know Tom Bilyeu also says a similar thing or the same thing because he too can get paralyzed by overwhelm. And so not saying that that's going to solve all your problems if you feel overwhelmed, but at least it kind of puts it in the back seat or not even in the same car that I'm driving in anymore. I now tell myself I don't do overwhelm. So if I don't do overwhelm, what can I do? And now I find myself just releasing things more because that also takes a lot of energy when we hold on to things or overthink about them or run things in our mind. It really drains our energy. So now it's like, okay, release it. I just have to accept the reality as it is. And I think that's another releaser of energy and overwhelm is I'm accepting the reality as it is. It does not mean that it won't change in the future. It does not mean that I have no control over my situation, but I'm being compassionate and graceful to myself by accepting that, yeah, my life is busy right now, or my life has a lot of things going on. And especially as a mother, we have a lot of things going on. And my heart goes out to every mother who may not even have as much help as I do. I have a lot of support. And even then I'm just drowning all the time. So I can't imagine the mothers who don't have that help. And so I guess I came on to this mini so to talk about the narratives and the statements we say to ourselves. But I really feel like the bigger picture too is what do we do 
what don't we do? Like what kind of list can we make for ourselves of what we no longer accept and welcome into our life? So I don't do overwhelm. For me, it's I don't do fear. Yeah, fear in healthy doses I can do, but I don't do paralyzing, crippling, anxiety-ridden fear. I keep going. I can do hard things. I'm resilient. Those are the narrative switches that I've been working on and definitely not perfect, but they've helped a lot. And even if I, at the end of the day, can't control how the house looks or I can't control how well my daughter does or I can't control other factors, I can control what I make those situations mean to me. And if you're a parent or a mom or a dad or whoever, you deserve to feel like yourself and to do small things and big things that make you feel like yourself. Recently, I made a huge effort to go to the Taylor Swift concert. And as I worked on getting tickets for hours and hours and hours, I remember thinking, I have not put this kind of energy and desire into something for a long time. And granted, I have loved music since I was a kid. I've worked in the music industry for six and a half years. It's always a part of my life and a part of me that has never fully left. And for some reason, it just sparked this moment. The Taylor Swift concert sparked this drive and determination to try to see if I could get the result that I wanted, which was going to the show when it was near impossible. And I just remember surprising myself when I was on the train and the family who ultimately made it possible for me to go to the show, these amazing, wonderful people, they asked me, oh, you don't have a ticket? Well, like, why are you coming to the stadium? Because I hopped on a train to the stadium without a ticket. And the answer surprised me. I said, you know what? I just wanted a night for myself. And I wanted to not feel like I had to watch TV on the couch another night and wake up at 630 in the morning to take care of the baby. I just wanted one night to feel like myself again. And I realized, wow, the things that we're capable of doing when we know what it is we need and want is just incredible. And there are people around you who love you, even strangers who love you that want to make that a reality. So I guess what I'm getting to is the quicker we can become clear about what we don't do and then what we do do, the universe can really conspire to make that happen. People around us will feel that energy, will feel that connection to your passion and drive, and they want to see you succeed and they want to help you. So that's all.